0: Okay. And I got the 401, the lemonade, I Name is Kayla Got The 411. I'm back with another great episode. You know, I wanted to end the year out with a banger. And throughout my entire year of these shows, I looked back and said, okay, I did a show with ladies. I did a show with Black men and Black women. I just wanted to do a panel of just all Black men, talk about some of the issues that they go through. And I have some great, amazing men on this panel. How y'all doing, fellas?
1: See what's going good, on, was what's going good. on? What's happening?
0: that's good, for sure. So it's Thursday yeah. night, so we was going to do it on Sunday, but y'all know Sundays is football um,
1: <laughs> days. I'm boy so time right now.
0: Right everybody. So everybody, tell every, um one, what's your name, where you from, and we're going to be talking about some real issues that black men go through. And um, I feel like it ain't always about us ladies, because I feel like on my entire show, I'm always talking about what – us black women go through but don't nobody never ask how you feeling sir how you feeling black man what's going on with you today so this is what this episode is gonna be about so Lex we're gonna start with you
2: oh oh y'all yeah, ready right. all right <laughs> my name is Alexis Washington <laughs> I go by Lex um yeah I'm I'm in Louisiana right now West Monroe um Doug Dynasty if you don't know where that is uh yeah i'm me <laughs> that is it <laughs>
0: thanks lex what's up
3: yo yeah uh what's going on everybody i am frank styles i'm the host of the 336 pull-up podcast out of greensboro north carolina myself and my co-host uh stevie kicks y'all make sure y'all check that out
0: yes and frank and lex all these guys have been on my show also too um Mike, this is my first time meeting him. So,
4: Mike, go ahead and introduce yourself. What up? What up? I'm Mike O.G. Meso, uh, one half Millennials vs. the World podcast. We're stationed out of P.G. County, Maryland. Um, uh, listen, I'm here to keep it real today. We're not going to cut no corners. We're going to we, we come on. at first, you know how K-Doc going to bring it. I'm, I'm ready to go ahead. You already know. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. <laughs>
0: And we're gonna save you off uh, for last K Dot, because you know everybody's still talking about you when you was on my We Got Something to Say episode that
1: I had this summer <laughs> you know, man. Hey, look, talking I, about
0: that issue.
1: You I know, got that, I got short-term memory. I don't remember what was said. I can't account for it no more. I I can't, but nah, man, it's your boy K. dot man. I'm the other half of millennials vs. the world, my bro Mike. Uh like you said, man, we're ready to bring it. I think it's a good conversation that we need to have amongst us. So I'm definitely ready for it. And the reason why I even came up
0: with this whole thing is because for one I'm the only child I don't have any brothers um I didn't have my father around I don't have any uncles or grandfathers so I don't have a lot of black men where I can go to and find out what they go through everything that I get is pretty much through social media or word through mouth so I wanted to take some black men who I respect and have them on this panel so we're gonna start off like what are y'all fed up with as a black man like what are y'all fed up with because that's how we coming
5: First topic. What we
2: fed up with? I'm not aggressive if I don't smile, like. Oh. I don't have to always be jolly. You know. What I'm saying?
5: Like yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: like I don't. I, like just let me be me, man. <laughs> that's, that's all I want. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm fed up with. It's the 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 big
1: bad man, because you know it just it just I
0: just a,
3: just, I think, just all Black people's demeanor. Like nobody's walking around
5: like. Yeah. I mean, quite doing that shit. <laughs> right. What about you,
3: Frank? Um, I'm fed up with just ignorance. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like ignorance, sometimes from our own people, yes. um, talk, speaking on things that they don't understand or don't know. I'm also, I'm, 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 I'm a little fed up with some things that I'm hearing from, uh, you know, obviously nothing against you, Kayla, but some things I'm hearing from some ladies, you know? Transactional. call my, call my, sometimes
0: too. I, maybe
3: I done did so, hey. <laughs> you know, transactional relationships, you know, we mm-hmm. need to be getting them Birkins. We need to be doing this. Right. We need to be doing that. Who is my question is, my question <laughs> is, like, what are y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? Hey, say that for labor. Yeah. Come on. Yeah,
2: say that for labor. <laughs> oh,
5: oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> you
0: know what, Frank? I can I can agree on that. I do think that ladies sometimes some of y'all standards are a little too high. I feel like y'all put the weight of the world on a black man's back. Okay.
1: That's that's it. See, what
0: about
1: Mike? Right? Oh, oh okay. Okay. you about to go, k That go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All uh, right. You sure, Mike? Yeah. Uh huh. All right, so I'm kind of fed up with that narrative. Like, first, the first thing I was gonna say before I get into that, like, I'm I'm tired of the lack of safe space for Black men, and I don't mean like it's no it's nowhere. Like, sometimes you can't find it amongst us because we've been taught to be we can't trust nobody, like emotionally, physically, however you want to put it. So like, it's a lack of a safe safe space for us. But secondly, like, I kind of fed up with the narrative that we got to change in every surrounding. Like, you got to be strong in your home. Then you got yep. to walk out the door. You uh-huh. got to walk out the door and retract that back because you might get killed. If you're that same strong person in your house, then when you go, when you go back to, when you out with your friends, you got to, now you got to be on alert mode because now you're trying to protect them. It's so many right. avenues we got to go emotionally and physically just to kind of like satisfy what everybody else think we should be, because it's so hard for us to have that, like that standard that we came up with our standard is based off everybody else around us. So it's kind of like that narrative that, you know, we don't have that safe space. Actually,
4: yeah, yeah. I yeah. totally agree. Uh, just to piggyback on all three of y'all answers, uh, it's a long story short, it's like the tiptoeing through life that we got to like do to like the highest level, right? Like yeah. on top of the, uh, I guess, the physical limitations that, you know, this society has, has structured us with, the emotional <laughs> barriers that we got to like fight down just to interact with people day to day. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk when I get to work some days. And it's not yeah. the of anybody outside of myself sometimes. Like, I just don't want to get down like that. That doesn't yeah. mean that I, I hate the world or I'm angry or I, I want to, you right. know, help anybody. I just want to exercise that emotion sometimes. We don't get that right to, like, make a choice for ourselves because mm-hmm. the world perceives us a certain way. Like, I just want to exercise that right. Like, for no reason. I just want to yeah. do
5: that. Yeah. Like, is it tiring? Like,
0: can yeah. I feel like, I feel like as a black man, everybody's just putting y'all like, oh, you got to do like this. Oh, you got to do like this. Oh, you got to do like this. It's like, it got to be a
3: tiring. You know it's awesome. You know what it is, Candle? You know what it is? It's the yo-yo effect, right? To what mm-hmm. Mike was just saying. So it's like, you know, at home, you got to be this way. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out the door, you got to be this way. When you get to, you know, when you get to work, especially if your surroundings are people that are, you, when you're surrounded by people that are non-color, you got to mm-hmm. be a specific way for them. Sometimes right. in certain instances, or you're perceived a certain way. If you don't, like he's too hip hop. What like what, right. what? the hell does that mean? You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's that yo-yo, that dangle effect. You get dropped right. down, you come back up. You're going up and down, up and down. And then when we do try to show our emotions, mm-hmm. we soft.
5: How like, you suck it up, right.
3: suck it up. You know, and that's, that's, why we have, that's why we have so many, um, When well, they're talking about like anxiety and, and, and mm-hmm. mental anguish because all of these things are put in front of us and we're holding that stuff in, trying to be what everybody wants us to be. And that just is one vicious cycle.
2: And to answer what Kayla said and to piggyback on what y'all two just said, it is tiring because every black man is bilingual. Now, if I told you that I was a banker, you look at me like nigga, you lying, but I am. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But when I go to work, I gotta raise my voice up a few octanes. You know what yeah, I'm he does. Cause I
0: called yep. you yes. at work once, and I was like, "Who is
5: this?" <laughs> I was
2: Alexis. That's who that was, Alexis. So, but when Alexis is at work, he. When you're, when you're bilingual, what I mean is not only in diction, but affliction, I mean, how I speak or whatever, tone, body language either, even, mm-hmm. so like, yes. I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but bigger than average, so they already think I'm aggressive, and to piggyback on what Frank was saying, if I express myself, I'm militant. Right. I'm living amongst, you know, and I don't use this term as a, as, as a derogatory, but I'm living amongst rednecks that Don't understand that I can say how I feel. Right. And and it's not being threatening.
0: Exactly, good point, Lex. You know, also, you know, they got this thing that all black men <laughs> cheat. I seen an article that they said that black men cheat the most,
1: right? I'm not saying that he's gonna get on one knee after three days. What I'm saying is, in three days, he's like, Oh, I can see myself rocking with her. He's already prioritized you in his life. You feel yeah. me? So, any dude that's still BSing after three dates, three real dates, I ain't talking about Netflix and chill, you never let them smash on the first one, that's dead. I'm saying that if you actually dated somebody got to know somebody i'm feeling your vibe we actually taking time to get to know each other three days he knows if he wants to be with you mm-hmm. so dudes change for who they want to change for yeah because they have you ever seen a situation where like uh a dude to be with a woman they break up and the next the next lady gets everything the first lady wanted yeah all the time yeah you know so and he gets dog for, for treating the next woman right yeah but what people don't realize is, and they ain't saying it's right or wrong. What I'm saying is, people don't realize is, is like he wanted that second woman way more than he wanted the first woman, or he, or maybe not necessarily
4: wanted, but he was able to appreciate fact what she was able to bring back way more than the second. Yeah. yeah before, we go, before, go
1: before we go there, can I say something to what yeah. Lex just said?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: I think I think the craziest part about everything, with, and, and Frank just said it too, and, and me and Mike rap about this all the time. I think the craziest part about it is, like, you're not taught what he just said. You got to figure that You got to figure that out on your way. Like, yep. it's not like somebody sitting us down when you, like, 10, 11, 12, like, hey, look, they give you the talk. You got to be all you can be. You got to go to school. You got to do yeah. this. You, gotta, you get that talk. You feel me? But you never really get taught truly how to maneuver and what it's really like. You learn that the world is tough, but you don't know what tough look like. You learn that, you know what I'm saying, in order to, to climb certain ladders, in order to cl- climb certain ladders, you got to be like this. But you never taught what this is. So you up here, you get in a situation at 25, 26, 30, 35, whatever you want to say, where you've taken so many steps back learning yeah.
3: that when
1: you try to get that traction to understand how you really got to move, you're fighting against all these years that you had to spend learning because nobody's having them conversations when we're younger. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you know you unsafe, but ain't nobody really sent you down and saying like, hey, like... My dupes, she she talked to me all the time about stuff, but it was never yeah. like, "Hey, look, when the cops pull you over, come home tonight."
2: Yeah,
5: I was going to ask you like that. Yeah. But
2: if we, but if we, not to keep on, dwelling on this, but if we were to listen to the older generations, we could kind of have that taught to us you know like growing up I was always taught fake it till you make it which for my grandmother who's a school teacher which means when she's around teaching these white kids back in the 50s or whatever when she was teaching she knew certain things she couldn't say and watching my grandfather as a pastor he had to have his regular face and his pastor pastoral face so Mm -hmm. I saw how to maneuver that way but then I could see how it is with people who don't have that you know what I'm saying? Because I'm living in the same neighborhood as most people, but they don't have that that taught. So, I feel what he's saying. Like, if you're not taught that, you're setting yourself back because we all just one cuss out away from going to jail or from losing mm-hmm. our job or one eye contact away from losing it all. So, yeah.
0: So, do you guys think that it starts with just how we... Okay, most of us on this video have kids, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Mike, you have kids.
4: Three girls.
0: So, do you think as our generation, what we can do is talk to our kids and give them some of the tools that we didn't get? Because I didn't get those tools neither. I didn't experience racism until I went to college right. with a bunch of white kids. So, do you think that's the best step to move
4: forward? With? That that's the best step if we're if we're going to live in a world where we have to play that game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if we if we're electing to flip flop, then mm-hmm. that's the best step but I guess the fed up part comes in, is there ever going to come a time when we're going to say, we're not mode, mode switching no more. It's, that's right. always, like, what you see is what you get. We haven't got to that point yet, but I feel like we real close. Like we real I close. I saw like, you
0: said the words right out right my mouth. I feel like me.
4: 2021 is, is Mike all day long at work. It's no, uh, you know, hey, how you doing, sir? It's none of that, you know, 2021. I don't know. But uh, if that's how we want to live our life, that is the best option. We got to give him the game early. Don't want to uh, start them in a game of chess with uh, the knight, the rooks, the queen gone already, and they look up mm-hmm. and it's just, just <laughs> you know what That's I mean. Flat. That's a fact. That's a fact. I I
5: that think does. we're there,
4: but we just don't have the
2: avenues to do it. <clears throat> like, what do you we say that? Like, let's take me for example. I work in the banking industry,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: in Louisiana, there's only one black-owned bank and one black-owned credit union. Mm-hmm. So for me to get my credentials and my degrees or whatever I need to get on my own. I kind of have to do that, but I'm still going to be me regardless, you know, but when will we say I'm tired of nickel and dime for someone who doesn't care about me and I can nickel and dime for the black man who can pay me the same thing and we won't have to worry about 401ks because we got financial literacy to do our own IRAs and stuff like that and then we can fund the black banks and black credit unions. And what kind of mes- make- makes me mad about that is sometimes we don't know how simple it is to start some of that shit. Yeah. And right. we just continue to keep filling the applications out applications, but nobody wants to. We wait on the big names to do it. We don't need yeah.
1: them. Right, They're I'm not a, our voice. See, I, I'm, I'm, a, Kayla, I'm sorry. I know we got to go, but I'm going to jump in and yeah. I'm going to jump out real quick. I'm yeah, going to yeah, jump yeah. in and I'm going to jump out real quick. <laughs> to, the, to this point, this is a true story. A couple of days ago, uh, it's crazy because me and Mike was talking about the same thing. I think the point comes in is like for me, I got student loans, right? Me too. So when I when I graduated with my with my degree, I'm already started behind. I don't care what somebody try to feed you, so you get stuck in this position where you have to go for the dollar to make sure you are good. After that,
5: mm-hmm.
1: and nine times out of ten, when what well, the way I was brought up, it, I ain't had no choice. You going to college, so it didn't matter if I had no scholarship. I was going. So when I when I went. It put me specifically in a position where the job offer meant so much more because I had to take care of a whole that I didn't even realize I was digging. I thought I was getting ahead of like going to school. Yeah. But when I went, I didn't, I ain't gonna say you're not, but I think going to school without a plan, like I did, even though I figured it out, I, I did. didn't know what I, I didn't know what I was majoring. I came in undeclared. I, I mm-hmm. messed off my whole first year. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to learn all that stuff. So I'm constantly taking out loans. So <laughs> when I did get my job fresh out of school, and they was like uh, yeah, about that, though. I couldn't, I didn't have that freedom to think the way I wanted to because I, I I didn't, I wasn't afforded that because I was already in the hole with however many student loans. So, like, we get caught in that game and then mm-hmm. once that dollar get above your head, you get stuck in positions where you got to listen to people that you really, that's when the code switching come in because you're in this <laughs> position mm-hmm. now where your boss, you got to take it from him because you got this over your head. That's such a dangerous game and as a black dude, let me be real. X, but real quick,
2: to, to piggyback off what I said and prove what you said, had you known about tuition reimbursement and certain companies that offer that, you would have been okay. Right. You see know what I'm saying? We don't have the information. Yeah, like, we, we don't, don't have the tools. We don't. Like, I'm going back to get my undergrad in political science. I'm paying out of pocket. It's hurting. But I know Regions going to pay back a certain, oh shit, I should have said the company. But I know the bank edit that. But I know the bank going to pay back a certain amount. Yeah, but a lot of sure. Black kids don't know that.
0: Hey, everyone. Make sure you are on the lookout for the new TV series called We Want Out, featuring the very own Lex, who is currently on the panel of Young and Be on the lookout and follow them on Facebook.
5: So do nice you think that like <laughs>
0: black people that do know we just not sharing the information because that's honestly what I've noticed like everybody want to just keep everything for themselves you guys feel support from your other black brothers like when they have things they know they can easily tell you and share the information y'all feel that support?
2: I'm gonna go last because I don't want to piss
3: nobody off. I think I think that people <laughs> I think people share uh, information and support with the people that they feel comfortable with, right? Okay. If you're if you're not in that circle or if you're not in their circle, they're not they're unwilling to share information. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like in my job, I work for a for a data company, right? And I speak to people all day. We help. Come things like, I like Yeah! 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 Uh, we we speak with I speak with business owners all day long. We help them establish business credit. We help to, you know I explain to them how to separate um, you know their personal credit from their business credit. And mm-hmm. I can't begin to tell you how many times I speak to our people
5: mm-hmm. and
3: they don't have their stuff together. So I don't know if it's a situation where someone is not telling them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I also understand that there is no blueprint for business. Nobody, there's no manual that you can open up and say, this is how a business should be run. Usually what happens is you start a business, you make your mistakes, you keep making your mistakes until you find something that works. Once you find something that works, that's now your process, right? Now that it's your process, mm-hmm. I have this process, my business is thriving and growing. Now I need someone to show me how to make it grow even further, take it to the next step. Mm-hmm. And so okay. when you start getting into talking about finances, when you start talking about having business credit, understanding how to utilize it for your business, you can't go to those that are non-color because they're not gonna tell you. They're gonna tell their buddies. They're gonna tell those people that they went to school with, but they're not gonna tell us, you know what I mean? And so what I find a lot of times is we don't have our stuff together. And then it's like, I'm sitting there going like, oh my gosh, but I always try to make sure that I go the extra mile and give them the insights of everything that I know and tell them how other people are doing it. You feel me? So, you know, that's something that we have to be better at, not being, you know, that goes back to what Mike was saying earlier about the mistrust. We're we're very, you know, very cautious about who we want to share information with. And can I trust this person to not go and tell all my business or tell everything, right? It's information. Mm -hmm. It's out there. All you got to do is research it, but that's just something that we sometimes are unwilling to do. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But I just think that we got to get better at having our stuff together and working together so that we can continue to grow our communities and grow those things so we don't have to depend on others. Um, you know, go back to Wall Street, go back to Black Wall Street. That's mm-hmm. what we got to do.
5: Good so, point, Frank.
3: I, I, so, mm-hmm. Mike, you can go. I, I don't want to do it. One of, you, one of
1: y'all want to go. I don't. I I do your thing. Do your thing. This is what I, Frank, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Two things, two things I just want to comment and kind of like uh, add to. Mm-hmm. A, even when you get people that, that you do trust, a lot of times mm-hmm. that information is foreign, so it's going over their head. Yep. And then secondly, it's like there's no pipeline to that. So like say he just started at business credit and personal credit. Yeah. There has to be a pipeline to that information. Like there has to be some starting point where once you get up to that point, I understand in step three, two, one through five, so when Frank is talking about seven, okay, I may not know six, but Frank can say, hey man, yes. I got somebody that can put you in <laughs> on six. Right. I know one through five. It's no pipeline, right. it's, it's more like-
4: It's straight to darkness too.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like you jump there and you like, well, I know a little bit, but dang, and it's going over your head. And let's be real, what's the first thing most people do when something get hard? Like, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna just say blacks. Most people, when right. something get hard and it's like, hard and you like, okay, I'm trying, but like, dang, I don't have enough information. And then a year later, two years later, when you get those steps, so I'm looking at step five, yeah. I'm not understanding it fully. Then within the next, I done gave up the next six months. Steps one through four are kind of slowly coming. to, I'm like, oh, dang. That's what
2: you're supposed to lose, yeah, if they know that.
1: You know what I'm saying? like so. But then the craziest part is, we feel so defeated after that, well, we don't even go back after it. That pipeline to that information got to be yeah. there. Like starting at school, communities, however you want to flip the pad. Exactly. That pipeline got to be there.
0: Absolutely. Yes.
2: Let and you have something to say before we moved on. I'm I'm a I'm a go, and it, and it still I think people may not like my opinion, but I agree with all of y'all. But I'm about to tie it in together. Okay. Frank, you got a point where people do say that we share information with what's comfortable, and, and that you do have a point where it's where it's foreign. But two things: sometimes we don't accept it unless it comes from white folks.
5: That's, a that's true. You know what I'm saying? Even, so, that's a fact. Because whenever,
2: and even on my show, whenever I talk uh, race, I put a mirror because I, I don't care what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But that pipeline's not there. But what I will say about us is A, we don't give the information, B, we don't take the information. Mm-hmm. And two, the information we get getting aren't from prominent people. All the information we're getting is either from your partner or somebody that's spreading it on Facebook, which is already too late if it gets to that point. So now we hustling behind. Mm
5: -hmm. So
2: if I, you know, whenever I learned about stock options, you know, what I was told, keep it to yourself. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You can get your short (laughs) term money and stuff, but you tell who can, you know, because everybody can eat. But we, we learned that late and not only the I say the When I say commoners, I mean me, myself, share. Because I don't have that pipeline to get it to that right person. Now, I will say this, though, Frank, and this is why I'll lose a lot of people. The reason why I am in finance is because a white man saw my potential
5: and pulled
2: me aside and said, hey, what you going to school? I was going to UL Lafayette. He said, what you going to school for? And I told him, he said, man, that's, that's not what you need to go for. My wife work at J P Morgan Chase. Go get you a job tomorrow. Then when mm. I started taking finance classes, Dr. Spumaro, he would, he would ask, you know, ask a question if you get it right and turn it in, you could leave. And I would always be the first one to leave. And he would say, you should change your mind. They would always try to give me mm. gain. Once I got into the game in the banking, there was this private banker at Regions in Lafayette would always spit game to me, always give me his old Wall Street journals for the free. And then wow. you know, the only millionaires that told me any information were white people.
5: Mm-hmm. The thing is, mm-hmm.
2: if we if we r- relate to them on a one to basis, mm-hmm. we, we wouldn't have we wouldn't be having this conversation. You see what I'm saying?
5: Right. Yeah. right,
2: They don't mind giving the game because they know it's money out there. But it's up to you to do it. Okay. I yeah, they'll freely give it. It's just us that be like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right okay. Here. Okay, yeah. I get what you're saying. Okay, I didn't know where you was going
0: with that, but I, you took, you brought it all home. <laughs>
2: but, but yeah, but yeah, but it, it, at the end of the day, it's still our fault. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's on us. Like, we, the right people don't tell
0: it. Exactly. Okay. So you guys be good on this topic? We're going to move on to the next topic. That was you know, I, I, I've i learned um, something Honestly that's why I'm kind of sitting back And observing because I'm learning from Black men, respectful Black men okay you know, I feel like you got two different types of black men You got black men who are respectful <laughs> And are able to have these discussions And nobody got aggressive Nobody had an argument We can just have great dialogue yeah. and Agree and disagree
3: and move on You see what I'm saying he So <laughs> The next topic is- I told you yep. this is black man. Hey, I told you, Kayla, this was black man. I'll go back X. and look at the history on Donald Trump. He always wanted to be within inner circles. He always wanted to be that guy in the in the room. He wanted to be one of those guys. Right. And the problem was he was always rejected because people knew who he really was. You know, you filed bankruptcy six times. You made the state of New York uh, drop a case against you because you felt like they had something to do with its economy. So you didn't have to pay taxes for all those buildings that you met. You built. So Donald Trump, that's why like a lot of black people, us as people don't know, some of us don't understand and know because they were like, oh, he was good when he was hanging out with the rappers. What people don't know is a lot of those rappers that he was hanging out with were getting paid to be there. So he wanted to, he engulfed himself among celebrities and people that had that status. So he could say that he rubbed elbows with those people as well. So a lot of people don't know that. But once you get a taste of the pinnacle of power that just, you know what i'm saying the just, pinnacle of power yeah, just, president of the united for sure
1: for
2: sure hey i'm trying to behave hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey don't <laughs> make this out to be no saint baby <laughs> it's, a,
0: it's, a, it's you know what it's, it, this is a real episode you know so it, it's okay so if you know as yeah. the episode go on all my episodes have a explicit at the bottom, so it's okay. Have y'all I heard bet. that saying all black men cheat? How do
3: y'all Ooh, think about numbers. that? y'all
0: think it's true? No. 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 I, don't, I don't think so, too. I'm, I'm speaking from a woman who have dated interracially. I, I don't think that's true, but for some reason, black men have this stigma of not being able to hold their family down, not being able to commit in relationships. Why do you think that all the eyes are on black men like black men can't get
4: it right let me let me go first on this one so 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 my first question would be what 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 group you know i guess says that about us right well honestly mostly black women right mm-hmm. so 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 they're giving a they're giving a perspective off of uh i guess uh in a lot of cases a myopic point of view like uh like this is all i've ever encountered in most cases
0: exactly
4: so the likelihood of me seeing the good and the bad uh exaggerating the bad mostly because we you know we don't yelp review the good stuff you know what i mean right. so I, I i just refuse to live in a world that believes that one race my race in particular is doing anything outside of uh I guess uh you know what 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 we what we would deem as like uh, positive gestures mostly, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do not be that bad. We can't be, no way.
0: Is that because uh, Mike, you're married too, and K out you're married, right?
4: For sure, yep, yep.
0: Two we got two black men on here who are married. So the whole idea that these are young men too, also they're not like they're they're 70 and 80. So <laughs> that's this right here proves the point of yes, there are black men. That settle down and marry the right one, but I feel like a lot of my black women, they're the main ones saying all black men cheat. And um, do you guys think it's the type of men that they are pursuing and then uh-huh. judging the whole race of black men?
2: No, it's 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 what they it's what they expect from a single black man. I'm about to say some shit that they can't say.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now, I, 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 look, I don't know if I can't say it. Hey, look, I put I oh, never mind. go ahead go ahead, Lace. I'm gonna let you go, Bo. Then I'm, I'm, no. I'm gonna jump. Yeah, right, jump yeah, my... in when you feel it. You feel me? You feel <laughs> it? You feel it? ahead,
2: But I'm gonna say some shit y'all can't say because if I'm dating and and I'm single, I will talk to other women. Now, what oh. you consider as cheating mm. is what's skewed. Now, if we're not fucking or whatever, excuse my language, we're not having sex yeah, or whatever, just... and I go and have sex with somebody else, that's not cheating. But if I'm with you and I'm for you, for one, I'm a horrible liar. So I'm not going to cheat and I'm not going to waste my time being in a relationship when I can be single and do whatever I want. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it's skewed. I'm not, I'm going to speak on my perspective of what I get from that is what they considered as cheating. And sometimes you're not even in a relationship to even cheat. You feel what I'm saying? Like, how i'm always called toxic toxic yes i am but i'm not stupid <laughs> i'm mannerable. <laughs> and i have a heart so if i love somebody and willing to let my to- fun toxic ways go
5: yeah maybe i love you
1: but until then let, let me let me be i think mm-hmm. I, and then like to piggyback off that real talk and like mm-hmm. and again like i've been married for seven years you know what i'm saying but i think the thing is about the cheating and black men it's like If a black dude does cheat, can't be justified. I get that. You know what I'm saying? But the thing I'm saying is, like, like, as a culture, we emphasize cheating so much. I'm not saying it's good. What I'm saying is the lack of conflict resolution, the lack of communication Mm -hmm. skills, the lack of everything that puts your back against the wall. I'm not saying go cheat. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... If you were put in situations, hey, we're not even gonna dig into the bag of not even having those healthy marriages or relationships growing up. We're not even gonna dig into that bag. But like, cheating is terrible. But like a lot of people don't understand the conflict resolution and they just run to what they know. Now, furthermore, I'm gonna say this. I think there's a misconception that, that like, the first step to cheating is like, you know what, I'm unhappy, I'm gonna go cheat. This is, you know what, let me just go out here. Nine times out of 10, there's something a guy been feeling for a long time that he may not be able to articulate or he may not. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying like a lot of dudes can't really do anything besides that. Because what are we talk coming up? Hey, bro, you got about two, three girlfriends, don't you? When you 13 years right. old, you, uh-huh. got, you got about, you got, you, hey, hey, now, where they at? Mm-hmm. How many Valentine's you got? So like from the beginning, we're taught that's cool. So then when you get in relationships, Oh, my bad, Kayla. You... No,
0: I was saying, good point. I was saying, like, that Yeah, shit.
1: like, so I think, I think like, the narrative that all black dudes cheat isn't true, but I think that it's also one of those things that there are a plethora of things we do right, but it's never going to get looked at as the things we do right. You make that mistake, even though cheating is not justifiable, it's like, once you do that, let's put that label on you. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of like if you get divorced, in my opinion. Like, you have this negative like notch on you if you were divorced in reality what if you did everything you could and it right. just didn't work out you're not yeah. a bad you know what i'm saying like so when you talk about cheating i'm not saying cheating is right what i'm saying is like once you do that anytime once yeah. twice when you was 18 when you was 30 when you was 50 you're done for you're once a cheater always a cheat. i just don't think that's the case i think it's a lot of unpacking to that cheating thing that we mm-hmm. just we neglect to talk about you know what i mean Yes, it's
0: kinda like right. you have all these expectations for men. it's like the first time a black man cheats like okay he he had
5: cheated for the rest of his life. Yeah, life.s so <laughs> like real <laughs> shit
2: like Cobalt, it, too, there's worse things and not saying like i'm I'm like that it's worse things you, you I'm not justifying in cheating, but there's worse things you could do than cheat, but the thing is with with also what he said, it's popular to see us fight. it's popular to see people at odds because it's always cool like with rap beefs all that shit so now you get a cheating situation you always revert back to like more Porvidge and shit like that because mm-hmm. their shit are always popping off of that shit and,
0: and most of the people they had on there that was cheating were black, black. black. so it's kind of what we're putting out there you know also just Making it when black men cheat, just putting it on the forefront, as if other races of men don't cheat
2: too. Because it's cool when we do it. Mm-hmm. Because also, like how he said, we can't communicate. So even when we get caught, that is shit is still entertaining because we don't know how to say, "Well, baby, I'm sorry," or "Baby, uh, there was just something I wasn't getting from you." Even when mm-hmm. we're in the midst of it, because we look mm-hmm. like children <laughs> when we on them shows. We really look like kids out there. So mm-hmm. they love that shit. They love when black people go at it. That's why you gonna
3: always hear that mm-hmm. shit. Exactly. That's a good point.
0: Frank, you got um, anything to say on this topic before
3: we move on? Yeah, I was just going to say uh, communication, right? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for guys to articulate because, again, that goes back to what we were saying earlier, right? We're taught suck it up, be a man. So sometimes mm-hmm. what they perceive as, a, perceive what women may perceive as us not caring, is Mm -hmm. us not being able to communicate. We have the thoughts up here, but we can't get it to come out from the lips, right? So communication is very, very important, especially in a relationship. So if I'm dating you and we start out, you know, hey, I'm dating you, but that doesn't mean that we're together. I'm going to date other people, just like you have the freedom to go and date other people. I'm not going to call you out on that. But if I'm with you, then we need to make sure that that is no. Don't come up getting crazy because i'm dating somebody else and your friends see me out and now you rolling up on me talking about what's going on i'm gonna look at you (laughs) like what's going on too you know what i'm saying (laughs) so you know communication is very very important um you have to make sure that both parties know Mm -hmm. what the expectations are and what you can get from each other you know and then also you know you got to make sure you vibe you know as well but that's 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 all i wanted to say you could
2: say whatever what expectation it is. She going to feel how she feels, fam. Because you said it, it's that vibe, like if that vibe ain't there, you yep. might want to cut but it Taylor, short. But Kayla, my, Taylor, my thing
1: is, why is there so much emphasis placed on that for us? I'm asking you.
0: You know What's what? That? I honestly think, I honestly think that we as black women, right? We go into situations assuming things, right? You just assumed that you was whooping because y'all been kicking it for six weeks. Did you even ask him did he want to be in a relationship or did you assume? So when you see him out with another woman you're mad. Did you even ask him? And I and I feel like you know ladies, black women, sometimes you don't even give black men make them feel comfortable enough to tell you how they feel because if they say I don't want to be in a relationship with you you still get mad. So what you want them to do? That's how I think it's all like that. You know.
2: Well, we need to be on another episode because I got some <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, 20, 20, 20. <laughs> let you trying me to, to throw
2: good light on me baby <laughs> <laughs> well you, me you know, know what?
0: what since me on this sit me on this top I'm gonna keep it rolling now I, let, let me be careful how I work I came across something um where um women who were not black said um they wanted to have mixed babies um hey black man I want to have mixed babies hit me up Do you guys find that offensive that some women of different races only want your sperm to create mixed babies? Or do you feel like, hey, it's their preference? Like, how does that feel? Because I feel like right now, as black men, everybody wants a black man. They don't have to admit it, but I feel like everybody wants a black man. Lex, you want to (laughs) start? Because you're burning.
2: Alexis, the good Christian, which is really me would say it's it's whatever you choose or whatever. But Lex be like, all right, cool. More black people in the world. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Why should I get
5: mad? <laughs> okay, so but you don't mind that's, okay? that's, that's
2: what a- kills me about us. Let's take our feelings out of shit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Have some more black babies. Next person can talk. I'm about of say what I gotta say. have, have them
1: black babies. <laughs> so you're so you're <laughs> okay, okay with being
0: used for your firm.
2: Because here's the thing. I don't care what you use that child for. I don't care. Just like with any child that's born, Mm -hmm. if that child was an accident, if that child was a rape, uh, was was a a product of rape, if that was a product of love, that child still has to live his or her life on his own. So one day that child's going to have to find out on his own you black. I don't care what your mama said. I don't care how your mama got you. I don't care what how you're raised but perception is reality so when you go outside and you gotta get some tool for that look for them curls or you gotta get a wave enforcer my nigga you black thank you <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay <let's... laughs>
0: anybody else does that offend you huh?
3: I- I'm just gonna say um, um. me personally and, and nothing to Guess what he said because I-, I can mm. see that perspective right more of us out there, but I'll be honest with you. I'm here for my Queens. That, that, that's just me. I'm here. I'm here for my queen. And I, I just don't, here, here's, here's what it is. If, if you are in a biracial relationship, one of my concerns always, not that I'm against it. I'm just saying that one of the concerns is, are they going to understand, especially if I have a son, mm-hmm. are they going to be able to understand that plight that he's going to endure? Are they going to be able to yeah. teach his history? Are they going to be able to understand why he feels certain ways or has, you know, uh, specific feelings about certain things? Or are they that's not going to teach that at all? Of course, I'm going to try to do it as much as I can, but you also have grandparents. You also have aunts. You have uncles that may wow. feel a certain way towards, you know, towards us as black people. And they try to keep that out keep that that type of history away from them i see that happen all the time think about it yeah to lex's point the the brush and all that how many times have you seen a biracial child that you look at and you say they're old enough now you know they need a haircut something needs to be done because whatever you taking them is not cutting you know what i'm saying it's little stuff like that that concerns me you know what i'm saying like I, i just feel like they would try to take away our culture or not give the truth about what's truly within our black culture that's the only okay. concern that I would have. And I would do Babe. my best to make yeah. sure that they understood that. But I did
2: to say realize- they're going to find out on their own, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to be taught. But they're
1: no. going to find out. They're going to find out. Yeah. yeah. But Lex, you, you don't taught, feel like... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kayla.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, ladies, don't you think they would need to be taught? It kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the earlier segment. Like, you know, we should be teaching our kids if a child is biracial, they need to understand their white side and their black side. They need somebody to teach them. And she, wow. maybe...
2: My grandmother was was really influential, both of them. I've mm-hmm. been taught, but not until I left West Monroe. And out of my comfort zone, I can know all I know, but I have to apply it. And perception is reality. And it goes back to what k said earlier. If you don't know how to handle those situations, you're going to find yourself going back. So not only do you have to learn the history to know where you come from to where, you know, that I don't need somebody to tell me that I'm good. I don't need to take it to the fence that I got to work 10 times harder than the white person just to be noticed because I, I know it. But when I go out in the world, let me backtrack. When I go out in the world and that, and that what I've been taught has, has been confront. I've been confronted with it. Like mm-hmm. I have to know how to act. So it's just that you gotta you gotta bump your head. Long story short. Long story short. You have to bump your head. You have to learn on your own how to live today. Not only just history, but you have to learn how to adapt and live
1: today. So I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be real with you. This is gonna sound weird, weird and iffy, but this is my opinion. I think you know everybody makes business decisions in life. Everybody likes what they like. I ain't mm-hmm. here to debate who you love. You feel me? But mm-hmm. I will say is this. It only sounds bad because it's being said. If that's somebody's strategic plan to, you know, for whatever reason mm-hmm. the other race wants to do that, if that's their strategic plan, that's what it is. Because everybody done plotted on something before. Right. I think the issue comes in is like, yeah, I only need this part from you. Like, mm-hmm. it's saying it and verbalizing it and, and you know somebody oh, yeah. that's... Say- you, you see what I'm saying? Because, like, In reality, we all have made decisions based off something that we don't plotted on before. Yeah, I mean, so like, I think the conversation just sounds bad because Lex is telling the truth. And in in reality, if she never, if if you're never confronted with that, like, hey, you ain't nothing but a piece of sperm to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If, If if you're not confronted with that, if you're not confronted with that, if you're really just like. If you're being plotted on and you don't know that and you feeling like it's genuine and vibing out, but she really want that, how would you even ever know that? The problem is like, you know what I'm saying. The problem is like they say it to your face, like yeah. Or after yeah. they're pregnant, they in your face like, oh, I got you now, buddy boy. You can go yeah. ahead and buy your business. You feel me? <laughs> then yeah. you, run. then it's like, mm. but I mean, Ooh, I just don't like the part of feeling like <laughs> black men get picked apart. I want this physical. I want this physical parts, but I don't really want the other stuff that come with them. I don't. That, that's the vibe. Check in.
2: Black women do it too.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I ain't even gonna get into on side, I'm just a a, of so, us. Yeah, it's like it's you that have to go through it. Yeah, yeah, it's like that picking and choosing. I want this part of you, yeah. not that part. Keep that, yeah. but I want this. It's that it's, mm-hmm. it's that part of it. You know what I'm saying? That's very true, because
0: even like what you said, let like you know how they like let's let them see a black man, white woman, they just got married, just had kids, everybody's just like in an uproar. They but did. if I, you know, or you know, married white guy, we have beautiful kids. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, you're so beautiful, so beautiful!" It's like the double standard. And we black men, we gotta stop doing that. You can't just be mad at men for wanting to date outside their race. But you okay with dating outside your race? That's not right. Because there you go. You're putting more burden on black men, right? And
2: then, and then the thing is, since we, it's just weird, like. If I, because I've never dated a white woman strictly because of what Frank said is not because I, I, I'm racist against them, it's just they won't understand me.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I'll never go against my black woman, but I won't go against my black brother who has a white woman because they're going to have a black child. Exactly. So I don't want him, that child, If especially if I know them, you have to be better than your oppressor. So Come on. If I see if I see that 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 mixed child, I'm not gonna talk about that. Oh, oh you little mixed baby, you know, like right. mama white. I'm not gonna do that. You right. Know what I'm on, on either side. So good point. If I'm for you, I'm for you. Only thing I could do is worry about me and mine and be an example to everybody else. hmm Good point.
0: All right, anybody else when we move on to the next topic? That was a good discussion. All right, so we're moving on to the next one. So how does it feel knowing that being a black man, you are always labeled a threat? You go out, have a jog, you know, they're like looking out the window like, oh, God, it's a black man jogging in the neighborhood. Oh, gosh. How does that feel like just feeling like the heaviness of that, leaving your house every day?
5: Well, I
2: don't care anymore. (laughs) Um, I mean, I notice it. Yeah. I read the room, but I don't care. And what I mean is by I don't care is I'm not going to weigh myself down with it. Because I used to be to where I don't drive at night. Like, I hated it. Um, I would get pulled over for dumbass reasons or whatever. But I don't care anymore because you're going to see what you're going to see. And I'm not going to let you like me. You're numb but, to it now, pretty much. Yeah, when you
0: keep going I'm through numb. the same things, like, since you was, like, able to even drive, like 16, able to go to the mall by yourself. You you just become numb to it by the time you're 30.
2: Because I've always played sports, and I was always bigger than the average kid. So, I've always had that, he's aggressive. He's, Man, I mean, I would just have yeah. our interactions respectable, and that's all I'm worried about. You don't think how you're going to think about me anyway. Okay.
0: Anybody else?
4: I'm, I'm going to say, uh, I think the, the answer is difficult for me because like, how, how does it feel knowing that it's, it's hard to answer because I don't, I don't know what it's like not knowing that, you know what I mean? Like oh, okay. what becomes like what you do. I don't know. It's hard for me to tell like what, you know, I subconsciously do because of that, you know, that intuition. Of course, I, I feel, I feel weird if a cop get behind me or you know don't put my hands in my pockets in the store, you know.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And I don't want, you know, I'm telling my, my little daughters that they don't got the same issues I got, but I'm telling them that, you know, just because but yeah. it, like like feeling that I think I'm with Lex on this. Like it gets to the point where mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like let, let's 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 take on the world, you know, it is what it is. I can't stop it no way. Like whatever happens because I I uh you know leave a certain way. I can't stop it no way. There's no way, no matter how articulate I am, no matter where I work, whether I gotta get it, mm-hmm. it depends. It depends, you know, I can't stop it. Nothing, nothing I do can stop that. So,
5: right.
1: so and then so I'm a 110% with Mike and Lex. I'm gonna make you feel if you're uncomfortable about me being in the space I'm already in, I'm gonna make you feel uncomfortable because you dumb enough to be uncomfortable about me. <laughs> me? Right. Secondly. <laughs> Secondly, I think the thing that bothers me more is that I I feel like in certain environments, you know, what's understood don't have to be explained. In certain environments, we know, where we're really deemed as a threat. I think my bigger problem is there's no environment where we're not. Meaning, like, this space right here amongst, you know, four four brothers, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if this wasn't virtual and we were out somewhere, I should be able to walk into a space where I see my brothers and I know that, okay, man, I'm not a threat here. For me for me you know it's probably my home my wife my 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 son I know I'm not you feel me but yeah. the thing for me is more alarming that when you walk out the door we all think about the cops we think about you know white suprem- you think about whatever you want to think about mm-hmm. but like it to me it's more like dad I, I I my sometimes my own brother looks at me as a threat because of what they've been fed like mm-hmm. I can't walk into a place and be like okay we good what up what up, what up y'all how y'all feeling it's all like whoa Oh oh because oh. <laughs> oh, okay. to me to me that's more alarming that we can't find a safe place amongst that us. Oh. Mm. Mm. Everybody my- else like is <laughs> a threat.
2: Yeah. Because I say this a lot. And I, and I know I was talking to a girl I was dating and she noticed it. If I walk in a room because I've been used to being the man of the house. Subconsciously, like, 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 I was saying, if this wasn't virtual, subconsciously, I would size them up just in case shit popped off.
3: And no, that's how you do.
2: That's how, yeah. yeah, that's just what you do. Like, I'm sizing everybody up in the room, and it's not because that's how we were born feeling. It's just because we know that people may see us as a threat. So I can't, I can't control how the next person feels, and especially if a coward got a gun or if he got some type of power, knowing that he could get off of any type of trouble, I really got a problem on my hand because if he feels threatened, he's yeah. going to neutralize that threat before I even get a chance to be a threat. So that's why I'm in agreement with everybody else. Excuse my French, but I don't give a fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I am who I am. When, but when you see me, it's going to be all respect. It's going to be all love. But if you dumb enough, like he said, if you dumb enough to think that, when well, then thank you. There's one less person yeah. I got to worry about.
0: That's a good point you made, um, Lex, because sometimes I know uh, I've been on a date with a guy and, um, you know, like, he just, like, I can tell, like, he he's, like, he's, he's ironing the restaurant. Like, you yeah. know, he wants he wanted to switch seats. He wanted to be sitting so that he could see everybody that's
5: walking he in He ain't sitting
2: his back to the act door, at baby. Out, at <laughs> all, at oh. all. He need to see what's going on.
5: It's, yeah. Babe, I work
2: a nine to five
4: and I move like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's Im- it's embedded it's embedded it's just embedded yes. it's like you can't because, because 7-eleven all that say again mm-hmm. you back you parking yeah. a lot. Yes, the parking spot at 7-eleven like all that
1: yeah you can't you yeah. can't. And, and the thing the craziest part is like let's say like in in, in the difference like you nap like when you walk with you going out on this friday night to go have fun mm-hmm. when you walk in the first thing you do as you pay you
5: <laughs> yeah, reading the room. And it,
1: you yeah. no, no matter what, it's hundred it, no, and ten percent. No, and the and the worst part about it is like the only probably for me personally speaking for myself, like mm-hmm. the people that I'm close to in my circle, the extensions of them, so their friends that I may not know, I feel safe in that place. If I'm cool with you, right, if you bring somebody around, I probably feel safe because you if you bang with my bang with them that type vibe. But like, right. how often do these circles intertwine? Like how often is mm. my circle, Leg circle, Frank circle could be in the same room. We could be like, yo, we shot that joint together, but that's all love here and we all have a mm-hmm. good time. How mm-hmm. many times you gonna be able to have that opportunity? You know what I'm saying? So it's just, yeah. it's, that, it's that lack of safe space that makes you, you, it damn near turns you into a threat because of the way it makes, you feeling like a threat turns you into one because of the way it makes you think. You gotta mm-hmm. be like that just to survive. And it's sad, but mm-hmm. it's the truth. You got to be
2: brolic. Like, you can't... At any given moment, you can't let nobody pull your whole card. Like, and it's crazy. And I'm going to bring up my son. And by all means, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I I got some work to do. But I think when he got here, it made it worse. Because I am who I am. We, you know, mm-hmm. you have your little differences or whatever. One thing my son will never say is that my dad got punked out by somebody or my dad was... Bow down to another man, in my eyes and his eyes. If anything were to go on, he can call me, and I will get him out of any situation. Mm -hmm. I'm so that's how I feel about my daddy. That's how I feel about my granddaddy. So it's it's just crazy how we have to always be on guard. Like even to the music that we listen to. Like like we all what we love as entertainment is some Mm -hmm. on site shit.
5: Mhm. So <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I know Lex, you have a son. Frank, you have a son. Kayla, you just had a son this year, also, right? Congratulations. Yep,
1: yep. Thank
0: you, thank you, thank you. So you guys have any advice that you would give, like your sons? Because I know Lex and Frank, your sons are a little bit older, right? Yeah, yep.
5: mine's twelve. Yeah. So what's Mine some advice that
0: you give them that somebody else, another black man listening, can give their son? Or even Kate I can use for his um son as he grew
3: up. Well, for me, with with, with my son, he just turned 15 in October
5: mm-hmm. and
3: he's an athlete. And the school that he goes to is a predominantly white school. So, you know, he's he's popular, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I also but I also teach him to look out for certain things, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. not your friend. I think we all try to convey that to our kids. Mm-hmm. But I also I also tell him he has to be one, obviously, 10 times better than everything else. You're going to have to work a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. But for the, the biggest thing that I tell him is don't think for one minute that there's nothing that you can't do that these other kids can't do. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I feel like if I start, if, if I teach him that he's great, if I teach what? him to be great, if I teach him to even if you don't be successful at what you're trying to accomplish or what you're trying to do, as long as you're trying your hardest to do so, that's Mm going to stand out. But I also teach him that to be respectful, no matter who you are around, especially because he's one of the only blacks out there. As soon as one thing may pop off, one thing can happen that can pop off. Now he's considered a troublemaker. Mm -hmm. I try to make sure that he understands that be respectful at all times, but also, don't take no shit from nobody. I don't care who it is. Come you, on. You, you do what you do. You let me and your mother handle whatever else that may come up. We'll deal with the teachers. We'll deal with the school board. We'll deal with the principals. But don't you take any take any shit off of somebody because what's going to happen is, if one do it, the rest of them are going to think they can do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the biggest thing for me is telling him and explaining to him that he can do and be anything that he wants to be amongst people that do not look like him. You can be better than they are. And I'm teaching him right now. He doesn't know it or understand it, but I'm teaching mm-hmm. him how he could take advantage from those people that are influential in his school and mm-hmm. influential within businesses, Come on. how he can take mm-hmm. advantage and use them and use it to his advantage.
0: Come on, that's good advice, yes.
3: And that went back
2: to what I said, who gives that information? And it mm-hmm. goes back to what that said, use that pipeline. Yep. Yeah, you're telling them right.
5: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: So i think what i do with my little boy is what i wish i would have had it be an individual and what i mean by that is I, my mom had me young so i was raised really with my grandparents and shit so i'm an honorary preacher's kid yeah. so what that comes with is is oh you have to be a certain way or if you do this we're gonna tell your granddaddy on some shit but i want him to be his own man because think for yourself you'll stay out of trouble and by him living in the city and growing up hey he's gonna have to grow up faster than i did you know because i grew up in doug dynasty he he down there where he is so he's He's gonna have to grow up a little bit faster. So, I really need him to be an individual and a thing for himself and Mm -hmm. also take advantage of being different from the stereotypes. Meaning, granted, we know that, let's say with him, he does ballroom dancing and shit.
5: That's gonna stand
2: out because not too many kids, black kids, do that. So, you're gonna be used, even though you are in a predominantly black city, you are doing things that. Most of us don't do so by the time you get out into the world, you, you know that you can do it just as well at the very nice. least as these other kids and just protect your family and protect your own because especially nowadays, like Black people, we, we really got to realize like, and I know I'm I'm kind of getting off tangent, getting on, on on the soapbox, but we, when that phrase we all we got, is we all we got. So by him thinking for himself, he can be his own man. He can figure out what's best for him. Then I can put my talents together. And by him being older and whenever I get married, my toxic ass, you know, know, you're going to laugh. When I get married and have my (laughs) kids, he's going to be older. So it's like my little empire is going to be stretched longer. So you Mm -hmm. have your talents, you have your talents, you have your talents, and we're going to come together and, and no matter how society sees you, I'm going to provide just like my God provides for me. I may not have 100 cattle mm-hmm. on the hill, but let's got five of them motherfuckers. So guess what? Like my dad, right. So that's what I want us to do, mm-hmm. is to be self-dependent as to where if my son want to wear dreads, he could wear them shits and still be a broker, still be a doctor mm-hmm. because he's working for either himself or for somebody who looks like him.
1: And that's almost good, point.
2: All good, good. Up, bro. That's, that's great. Good
5: point.
1: And, and, yeah, great. I, and I re- I received all that. It, it's crazy because I, I I think I was feeling that way, but it was good to hear it from other, you know, boy dads. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. um, I think my whole thing is for his four, he's only four months, but I think my whole thing has been like even me coming up and seeing what I see the experience what I experience. I think that, you know, I've learned most of the stuff I know of what I've seen and interaction. So I think my biggest thing, even to this point now, or what's moving forward, when he gets two, three, he really start seeing mm-hmm. things. I'm just really stuck in the space of like making sure that I'm a mirror of what I say. So like, I'm not going to just tell him things and I move, like mm-hmm. I need him to see what I'm moving. So like when I'm out here doing things, you know, in a positive way, whether it's podcasting, whatever anything I got going on, bringing him along so he sees those processes. Cause I think a lot of times Mm -hmm. when like, for instance, even though I came up in a single parent parent home my mom, I knew she went to work every day. Like I knew she went to work, but like I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't really appreciate it as much until I started going to work nine to nine. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. and realizing that I can't control his brain. I can only mold it. Like he's not, he's not, he's, he's a person who's going to have experiences and perspectives. That's not going to be what it's not always going to be what I want, but I can just give him the tools to make the decisions that he needs to make. And I can be there. He can watch me. So like, it's good to hear, you know, you know, boy dad say the things that, Mm -hmm. you know, when my son gets that age that I want to implement too. So that's dope. But I will say
2: this though, by you having this bond with him early, by you letting him be himself, he'll still want to idolize or follow in your footsteps. Not to get too deep, you know, I I was in a single parent home, mm-hmm. but because I knew that was dad, and like I said earlier, no matter who tries to be stepdad or whatever, I'm like, mm-hmm. my daddy is still <laughs> my, my <life>. daddy, my <laughs> nigga so at the end of the day i could have gone a year i could have gone 10 years i could have not seen him my whole childhood but at the end of the day i knew who he was so i and it's funny when i see shit in me that he d- did at my age and it was a blessing to be to have him as a teen father because i could see why i am now you oh know what i'm gosh. saying and then when i talk to my little sisters now they're young young as hell I'm like hey appreciate who he is and listen to him because when those mistakes he's telling you about I was there and how I'm how I'm able to be there for him he's going to be there for you and that's the stigma that when you get older your 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 daughters are going to take care of you but no your 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 boy going to take care of you
1: and and it's, and I absolutely agree and I think something dope too like me and my pops cool now like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying me and my pops really cool we locked in now and I think it's dope cuz his, his his father was a real integral part of my life my dad's dad <laughs> So, like, I am very excited to see, like, what my dad's role will be in my son's life because I, mm. grand, grandparents hit different. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, you can give that game as a parent, but, like, they get that that off-angle knowledge that is always accepted because they are, like, the OGs of this yeah. little person's life. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I think for me it's just – and I want him to see that that pipeline in a different sense of, like, that honesty, that relationship, that like what what my what his grandparents can offer him, what well, I can offer him and have all those resources. Because at the very end of the day, right. day, like I got I got my last name from him, which is Mims. And now you got it. So I want him to not only when I say last name, we ain't getting back into like the days of where they came from yeah. And, yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying of, <laughs> of the legacy we trying to leave from here, because we got the name now. And yeah. I'm 30. I ain't I ain't changing it now. I'm 30 and I'm keeping it. So I gotta start changing the narrative around what I want my last name to be remembered when my son says Mims. so I think it's, right. like, it's definitely dope to hear that I really do, and, and also,
2: my- I'm sorry wait, 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 one thing, also be careful, like give him advice because, like my dad, like I said, he wasn't the conventional dad mm-hmm. he gave me he kicked game on some street shit on some regular shit, and he was around even to my Instagram name it's his old nickname, but he's gonna appreciate. Oh, yeah, he's gonna appreciate everything that you do for him. Don't ever get down on yourself, don't ever feel like you're not doing enough. Cause just talk to him. He's gonna he gonna let you know you, you you're doing good, sure. though. That's, that's that's another good. advice. That's another thing. I appreciate,
1: that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. I, oh. I received that.
5: Oh, <laughs> oh <please>. <laughs> <See>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me and Mike, we have girls. You know, you got three
4: girls, right? So yeah. they um, got ready they got me thinking about shooting the club up again. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yes, sir. <laughs> oh, good. 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 You, good. Good. Out of I'm all like
2: of us, we're hey. not going to a nursing home, fam.
5: Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Hey,
1: <laughs> hey, hey, they love him, so he good, good.
2: Yeah, hey, he
1: all right. climb up, nigga. You
2: better be, you better be happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is there still, like, is there any type of advice, Mike, that you would give them? Like, how old are they? Like, what type of advice that you get them from a black man's point of view, even with the black man they encounter as they get older? Uh,
4: er- Everything. 31st,
5: so. <laughs> so
4: I clearly have uh, laid, like, beautiful foundations those no foundations. The integrity mm-hmm. of those foundations is what's gonna get, you know, the kids through. Understanding who they are, where they come mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, not being afraid to never compromise everything that y'all taught them. I think that's that's something that I wish I had uh I guess growing up uh as a as a young man, like, you know, I got a real laid back personality and I would, you know, be real passive. You know, like, you know, that that's that's beneath me. I ain't gonna, you know, respond to that but when yeah. you have kids it's not about whether or not I feel like responding to things sometimes I know that I got to respond to show them how to respond sometimes yeah show my kids even though they're girls how you got to cut up sometimes you know like mm-hmm. you, you got to take it there you know if somebody disrespect you you know this is how you approach it you know you might be mm-hmm. but you know, today you might throw some you know some crazy vernacular you know some so you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know you might you know you might have to do it sometime but that's all i would say integrity first uh integrity based everything yeah you going to That's a good point. That's why you you way. you're yes. their first love. Yeah. Like yeah. for real. Hopefully man i think.
0: Yeah cuz you know it's, i feel like you know it's all, especially what you said telling them like when you said cut up it's a so way that you can check somebody and let them know look you're not going to disrespect me. I had a situation like that at work. Um cuz deal with clients and white guy like he just kept yeah. I was like, look here, sir. This conversation is not going to continue to go if you're going to continue to talk to me like that. I understand you upset. By the end of the call, he all goes, OK, Taylor, bro, we are back with me soon. <laughs> you just have to let me go. Because
5: gotta...
0: <laughs> it's like, you know, if you let people walk all over you, they're going to keep going.
1: What, yeah. I don't know
2: about y'all's religious beliefs, but you know where I'm coming from. You know the Bible always say, turn the other cheek, but don't forget Jesus flipped over some tables too. So <laughs> don't, hey, I only got with so many cheeks, my neck. So yeah, even um, if, he, if he, he flipping tables too out here, so don't, don't don't, 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 don't tread on that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're gonna like end the shoes.
0: show with um, <laughs> the last question. Like, do you guys feel like support from like Black women as a whole, not just the Black women in your life, but like Black women as a whole? Like, do you feel like Black women they, they, you know they, they rock with us, they got our back? And if not, like, what can Black women do to make you feel more supportive? Yeah. Uh, can, can I go? Can I go first?
5: Yeah,
1: you can oh, can yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm a uh, disclaimer. There's a disconnect between social media and real life.
5: Mm-hmm. Disclaimer.
1: So like, yeah, I get the yeah knows. I'm speaking from my perspective only. The black women, not only the ones I know, like in real life, mm-hmm. I feel like if you show them love. So how can I go down this? I'm trying to go down this road real quick, hop in and hop right back out. Man, so like, you gotta say. Like like, like so. Let's when you say black women, so we're dealing with like the most misunderstood person on earth. So she done been through so many things that don't get acknowledged. She done been scarred, she done been ripped apart, she done been bashed. And uh-huh. then you throw her out there and expect her not to be defensive or to be basically what she's experienced in life. Uh-huh. So I don't want to jump out there on the limb and say, no, I don't feel support. But as a, black, as, a, as a black dude, I, don't, I go looking to support. And showing that love in order, then I, you know, she she may reciprocate it and give it back. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say I don't feel supported, reason being. I appreciate the support if I get it, but I don't expect it. So I'm not going to say I I don't feel supported. Because I feel like she got got enough on her shoulders already.
5: Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? No
1: matter who she is. So she got enough on her shoulders already. So I don't think it's fair for me to add on to that until maybe she's in a place where she can. But that expectation for me. Uh, is I want it, I'll receive it, but I'm not going to place that on her and then bash her if it don't happen. That's just me. Good point. Anybody
0: else?
3: I feel like they do. I feel like you know. I feel definitely feel like uh, like women hold it down and support. Um, you look at everything. You look at history. If you go back to back in the day during the times of slavery all the way till now. You know what I'm saying. When we were at war, when we were at working, they've always been there holding it down. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Now, the thing about it is, is you finding the right Black woman for you, right? That's going to build you up. That's going to tell you when mm-hmm. you're wrong. That's going to tell you, hey, this is the way to go. No matter what your decision is, I'm giving you my advice, someone that you mm-hmm. can lean on. So I, I definitely believe I believe that, especially being um, raised by a strong Black woman. So... You know, in a, in a, you know, you know, because my parents divorced at her, you know, when I was younger. So just to see the things that she did. Um, but we also got to understand, too. I think sometimes in some instances we put people on pedestals we, we, because they're so respected and we look at them a certain way. But at the end of the day, we are all human. Right. So mm-hmm. people are going to make mistakes, whether it was your mother, whether it was your father, whether it was us, we're all going to make mistakes. And we shouldn't always hold those mistakes above people's heads. But I truly believe that Black women have supported uh, supported us for a very, very long time. I say, I say
2: the people who say Black women aren't supported are men who don't have anything to offer. Now, what I'm saying well, is... Well, well, well. And this ain't shade. Yeah, you, you, What, well, man, fuck it. Okay, it is. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. What? yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, but yeah. Man,
2: and hopefully I don't get into trouble, Lord Jesus.
1: It's all right, we all in right. trouble now, but Go ahead, go down all the road right. nah. now. Now, let's we, we going to go, go down, down it, go down it.
2: I'm about to get it. personal with you. So I moved home. I'm starting <laughs> over from scratch to help out with family. So certain things financially. I can't offer. Right now, I'm like a 21-year-old nigga. I'm back in school. I'm doing this. I got potential. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, but with that being said, with the typical, what we call typical, well, we would say, like, well, he can't take me out. He can't do this. I ain't gonna fuck with him. Them the niggas are saying black women don't support because there's no telling. I will get it. I probably got the text to say, hey, don't forget to get your PPD medicine. Hey, I know you've been busy. I just mm-hmm. want to stop by and say, hey, well, shit. If you ever get a chance to come over, look, look, I'm gonna run a bad for We gonna talk, we gonna chill, and I'm gonna cook. Yeah. We ain't gotta do all that other shit. You ain't gotta take me out, like my nigga. You got a busy schedule. I don't know who you talking to, but my nigga, you find a way to fit me in your schedule. And you're right. doing something. You just not out here running, running women or whatever. They gonna support you through and through. And I say right. this every time you in your talk about women. Yeah, every time me and Kayla talk about relationships or whatever, the strongest piece on the board is the queen. And what's so significant about the queen is she's the strongest because she's the most loyal. <laughs> she's the most loyal to the weakest part of the whole board because a pawn can even move two spaces at one point, but the king can only move one, one spot. So she support this little one-move-ass nigga over the bishop, the knights, and the rooks. So mm-hmm. the people who say that again... Again, the people who say Black women don't support are the niggas. I mean, are the people who really don't have anything for them to support. That's
1: mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Okay. 1,000 percent. I don't have nothing to ask for. <laughs> All right. No, you yeah, said you know.
5: yeah, for
0: yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know personally for me as a Black woman, you know, um, and, you know I don't hold no grudges or anything. There's a lot of Black men that I've counted on know they wasn't in a good place in their life, you know, but I always saw the potential. Okay, you ain't in a good place in your life, but I see you going to work. I see you don't really like your job, but I see that you're looking for a better it's just potential. You know, and I feel like um you just can't come into somebody's life with nothing to offer. No communication, you don't respect somebody, you know, it's just you gotta have potential. And I feel like you have potential. I know personally me, this black woman, I will always support a black man who has potential. I see you trying to better yourself. I'll even help you. Get to the point where you are in a place to see you, and you gotta appreciate
1: that. But half n'ot appreciate that. But whatever. <laughs> you gotta support so now- the right one, baby. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and and low key and low key like it's reciprocation because yep. like when when they help us with the come up, like I use my situation. Like me and my wife don't really beef about nothing because we met each other at eighteen and we ain't really yeah. have nothing. So everything we done built like hey if i burnt my room down yeah i burnt her room down too because we don't all those bricks and all that we don't be done built together so it ain't really that that uh that friction there but what i would say to Alex's point is like say that you know he find the one that's locking in with him and checking on him and supporting him when he come up the way we know he gonna come up like i'm pretty sure he gonna reciprocate that when she need it. so it's that reciprocation piece. Like you don't ever invest into a stock that you don't think you're gonna get return in. You feel me? Uh-huh. So like when you putting nice. that out there, and, like so 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 again to what I was saying, like when you say I feel supported, I'm gonna seek the support first, and then like wait for it to be reciprocated because we good judgment of character. Like we we, we like let, I hate when people act naive. Like they can't see some BS before it happened. You feel me? Uh-huh. Like let's let's not even go there. So like. When he's like, just as example, when he's getting that support more than sure. Like, no matter whether you single, married or not, when it comes down to it and she needs somebody in her corner, he's going to mm-hmm. be more than willing because he's going to remember that feeling when he was like that exactly. and, she, and she did it for him. So it was like a big reciprocation factor in that for me. Yeah, too. man. My
2: ex used to say 16 by nine. You know, that was the size of the bedroom. Like she like, nigga, if we can make it through this, we can make it. And even goes back to what you just said, like you're happy with them coming up. And if they need you, you're going to mm-hmm. do it for because you know that shit ain't common. Mm-hmm. And if there's a woman that really wants to say, hey, I see your dream, I'm about to put this amount of effort, it don't have to be monetary all the time,
5: mm-hmm. but I'm about to
2: put this effort into your shit, knowing she got her own shit going on, Knowing that that when you come up, you now are a peacock with your fellas out, so she knows there's going to be others out there eyeing you. So she's putting herself in that situation to be Mm -hmm. in competition. That's what niggas feel, And I know this is another conversation, (laughs) but that's what niggas fail to realize. Like, she's setting you up to be strong because you're going to have to fight, my nigga. You may come up and you may have access to shit that you we were never had access to. So now you got to really man up and be like, I'm going to definitely support what support me. You know? Yeah, Even the future says something like that.
1: You know? Oh, no. Come oh, let, let, Lord, let. Lord have mercy.
5: <laughs> Sensational.
1: No. No, he didn't. He brought a <laughs> Yo, right no, right? he didn't. Wait, wait, hey, hey Lex, pick the mic back up, bro. You could have dropped the mic. Pick it back up, bro. <laughs> No, you did not just say future, man. Hey,
2: Yo, say, I can't
1: hey, wait till y'all watch this
0: episode. Future gonna I be I
1: a preacher. I, I got entered for this. Y'all gonna die laughing. I, I am, you, you you know, man, Lex, like, <laughs> no, not future, man, not future. <laughs> with I, the future. You know, Lex is yeah. going through his
0: little um, his toxic stage right
1: now, it's all right. <laughs> she ain't got an AP, she is not mine. You cold. He cold. She belongs to the streets.
2: Uh-huh. it was a stage, baby. I've been like, this since 04. folk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a lifestyle now. <laughs> but I'm
2: going to tell, tell you, look, don't make this sit out of say. but if ain't nobody like it, I wouldn't be toxic. Mm. Oh, oh, that's,
1: a, oh, we need, hey, you might need
2: to that's that's yeah. a conversation yeah. If y'all don't like any shit, niggas will stop saying
1: no. Uh, hey, hey, but we're
0: going to end this on a good light with black
2: all men.
1: Black on- <laughs> men <laughs> we this on
0: some... <laughs> Some positive black brothers. <laughs> so, y'all, that was the episode. How did y'all like this episode? This episode will be out on Christmas week, that Wednesday. All uh-huh. right. Where everybody watching, making sure everybody tune in and stuff like that. So, I want you to think, I want to say thank you guys for joining me. You know, I already knew who I wanted to ask on the show. It wasn't hard for me to choose. You know, black men who are respectful, they have a great platform. I've had the mic. This is my first time meeting you, but you are cool with K. Dot. It's like who you associate with. K-Doc is a great guy. He's a stand-up guy, so I knew you was. Lex, you've been on the show many a time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> y'all need to hang my jersey up.
0: Yes, and then Lex and Frank, <laughs> they was on an episode together, so y'all met. So y'all was the perfect um, fit for this. And Frank, I'll be on your show next year for episode
5: yep. two. Yeah,
2: I'm going to have to find Mike and K-Doc info, you know what I'm saying? Oh, they, they real, Yeah, they... I, I like their conversations, you know what I'm saying? So
5: it's yeah, it was real insightful.
1: And,
2: yeah. I, and I like how your boy Doc came with his whole setup made me feel like <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I did wrapped up, you know what You know, like on something. his
1: earphones on.
5: <laughs>
1: listen, <laughs> listen, I got a breath. Maybe I got a breath, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah.
5: I <laughs> Just a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> no,
1: nah, nah, never that, never that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Frank got the 336 on, logo shirt on, they came with it. That's how you're supposed to do it, man. Oh, yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, sir.
0: But let you're New Orleans, up. so, hey, you know, to give that Louisiana swag. So.
2: You know, New Orleans is my second home.
0: So I love it. Know. How can we uh, find you guys on social media and what you guys have coming up? When you watch the episode, you'll see commercials like my show. Like, I don't tell them games this show. We got commercials over here. Ooh, Ooh, whatever y'all got see it's going it's on, commercials uh, throughout the show. So, let's keep it brief. So we had a
2: time. I got you. Um, Entertainment wise, um, We Want Out is now going to be a mini series. Mm. Uh, yeah so that's why it's taking a while that's going to be a miniseries and also due to COVID we had to pause um, uh, Congo Square but other than that I'm just trying yeah that's the play other than that entertainment wise there's some things in the works that I will hit 2021 in all I'm gonna say is when the kids quiet that's when you need to go check on them
0: Hustle Hustleman. Oh, and you can find me
2: on Instagram. I ain't modeling yet, though. I got to get this holiday weight off me, though. But you can find me on Instagram, BLU underscore DUKE underscore Junior. Um, and Facebook, Alexis Washington. And I'll have more rollouts and stuff on my landing page for 2021 for y'all.
3: Yeah,
0: Frank. What about you? I know you gearing up for 2021 because you done not ask your girl to be on the show.
3: So what you got coming up? Oh yeah, yeah. 2021 is going to be, uh, hopefully, you know, big. We slacked <laughs> off a little bit with COVID and you know, um, you know, scheduling and stuff like that. But 2021 is going to be pretty big for us. We're going to have a <clears throat> new format, um, new guests, and um, you know, we, we're going to we're going to get down to pretty much the nitty gritty. Um, you know, 336 merchandise at 336pullup.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at the 336pullup. And you can follow me at Frank underscore Styles uh, Styles is spelled S T Y L Z. Yes. And we got K. Dot
0: and Mike. They are on the podcast together. What you guys got coming
1: up? Go ahead, Dot. Right, Hi. Yeah. So, uh, Millennials Rest of the World podcast. Uh we just ended season three, man. We got some really, really great things cooking up uh in 2021 starting in March. So season four is under the way. Also, uh, you can support the brand Born to Win Apparel and Born to Win Photography, both on IG. Uh, we mm-hmm. really just yes sir. Uh, we really just out here, man. We 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 really keeping our head down, working, staying humble, collabing with great folks like yourself, man. So 2021, yes. better watch out. Yes. So thank you
0: guys for being on the show. It was it was long, but it didn't seem like it, right. <laughs>
5: No, it was dope. It was dope. Yeah, it was cool. We got to do a part two. For sure.